What happens from the time a customer walks into your restaurant until they pay the check and leave? Can you describe the highlights to me in 30 seconds? Can your employees and customers describe the highlights to me in 30 seconds? Would it be the same story or they all be different? Do you have a set plan and branded way to do things or is it willy-nilly? Hey, it's Peter Harmon, the food guru here with your weekly pep talk. My goal is to teach restaurant owners, managers, and chefs like you to focus on eight basic fundamentals that lead to a better life and financial freedom. Willy-nilly means haphazard, random, and completely without planning or any consistent standard. Willy-nilly is fun. When we're on a unique adventure, willy-nilly goes through the flow. Willy-nilly confuses our customers and our employees. Willy-nilly is not a smart way to run your business. Now, this week's message is podcast number 57. It's part of a 13-week series that will give you 13 specific steps to move your restaurant forward in giant leaps in the next 90 days. The series started with podcast number 53. So if you haven't listened to all those podcasts, I recommend you go back and listen to them in order so you have a frame or context. Today's message is write the screenplay for your restaurant. Think of your favorite old movie. Mine is Wizard of Oz. Now think of your restaurant like you would a screenplay that opens on Broadway, a play that will play five, six, or seven nights a week for the next 10 years. Your job is to write the screenplay so everybody knows what happens from the time the curtain goes up until it goes down at the end of the show. What happens in Act 1, Act 2, and Act 3? Your job as the creator of your restaurant is to write the script. It's your duty. Design the set and the lights. Design the costume and the props. Hire the director and explain your vision. Then work with him or her to hire the actors and train them. And work with them until your play comes alive. You cannot walk away or leave until your play is alive and well. And then, once you've accomplished that, you have to manage the play. you got to manage the building, manage the staff, market the play, and put butts in the seats every night. Then you have to manage the proceeds. Your sales must be larger than your expenses. You have to set up standards and management metrics to tell you and the staff and the investors how the restaurant is doing compared to the goals for the project. How would you do it? How would you communicate your vision to your people? Would you just sort of explain it to your people willy-nilly? Or would you create a manual? a book with all the answers? Would you draw pictures and make checklists for your people to follow? You see, they need the answers. Think of the answers as FAQs, frequently asked questions. When you write the screenplay and read it to your people every day, over and over and over again, you must change it and tweak it as time goes on until it's perfect. So, pick a story, any story, then stick to the story. The Wizard of Oz has Dorothy and Toto, the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, the Wizard, the Wicked Witch, and those scary flying monkeys. Do you remember the flying monkeys? I do. Then you add the soundtrack and the awesome stage design. Add all the colorful details that bring the story to life. Don't overthink it. Just stick to the basic fundamentals and do them over and over and over consistently. Don't get weird. People hate weird. Different is okay. Unique is okay. Weird not okay. And then once you get the story up and rolling, don't deviate from the story. Okay? You know what the Wizard of Oz is, and you know what it is and what it isn't. 
See, the Wizard of Oz does not have Mickey Mouse or Pinocchio. Sure, Mickey's cool, but he doesn't belong in this story. Pinocchio was not invited because that's a different story. Just write a simple story and color in the details. Just the facts, ma'am. Stick to the script. The world's best cheeseburger or the world's best margarita. Sounds like a winner to me. Let's use Starbucks, for example. Because everybody knows Starbucks. Some of you love Starbucks. Some of you hate Starbucks. But most of us are jealous of Starbucks. We wish we had that amount of power and money. Starbucks is a great story. It starts with Homer's Odyssey and Greek mythology. Starbucks is a twin-tailed mermaid from the Island of the Sirens. The Sirens tried to lure sailors to Starbuck Island with their beautiful singing voices. In the Odyssey, Homer had his sailors plug their ears with wax so they couldn't hear the song of the siren. And then they had, he had them tie him to the mast without wax in his ears so he could hear their beautiful song, but not get sucked into the island where he was sure to get shipwrecked among the rocks. See, Starbucks did it. They took the wonderful old Greek story of luring sailors to an enchanted island, and they transformed it to lure us to drink coffee in their store. The Starbucks brand stands for a great coffee experience. Maybe not the best, but it's pretty damn good. And they have amazing marketing. And they can charge whatever they please, and we will gladly pay it. And you know it's true. Starbucks is a complete idea and a small indulgence. See, five bucks for a cup of coffee isn't the end of the world. 150 bucks for a cup of coffee, I gotta think about that. When we go to Starbucks, we know what to expect because they're all the same. Because Howard Schultz and his smart people took their time to create and design the perfect coffee experience. Then they spread it across America and soon the world. I could easily write the script for Starbucks and I'm sure you could too. Let's look at Dunkin' Donuts. They were dead. And then they rebounded and rebranded. They're copying the Starbucks model. Starbucks is for people who like dark roast coffee and green cups and mythological mermaids. And Dunkin' is for people who like light roast coffee and fresh made donuts. Both brands say a lot about the people who go there and use their products. But what about your brand? What does your brand say about you? Can you write the screenplay for your brand? What is your brand? What does your brand represent? Who are you and why should anyone care? What does your brand say about me? What does your brand say about the people who join it? Why do I want to join your brand instead of the brand across the street with cheaper prices? Think of the difference between going to Starbucks for coffee and going to McDonald's for coffee. Now think about the difference of buying a pair of shoes at Walmart versus buying a pair of shoes at Nordstrom's. See, the goal is for you to write the screenplay for your restaurant, your business. Tell the world what happens from the time I get out of my car until I get back in. What does the outside look like? What are your branded colors? What does the inside look like? What type of music do you play? Do you have TVs? If so, who decides what's on them and when? Does your experience have a consistent theme or style or is it just willy-nilly? Who's the first person who greets me? What are they wearing? What are they doing when I walk in? And what's the first thing that a waiter will say to me when I arrive? What's your food style or theme? Are you a full-service restaurant with a hostess and waiters? Do I seat myself? Or do, I, or do you have a counter like Starbucks? 
Or do I order from some kiosk or an iPad? Do I pay my bill at the table or do I go to a cashier? How do I know what to do? Is there someone there to greet me and teach me how we do it here? Or do I follow the herd and figure it out all from all on my own, all for myself? What are the steps of service? Are the steps of service consistent from waiter to waiter and day to day? Does Sally remember how I like my coffee and Susan not have a clue? What does the perfect customer do? This is a biggie, so pay attention. What does the perfect customer do in a perfect world? Do they order a cocktail, then a starter, then an entree, then dessert and after dinner drinks? Or are you happy with just a quick snack? Now stop, stop. I need to explain this in depth. This must be part of the plan, part of your master plan. This goes back to the first step of your design, your budget, your performa. How many people do you need to serve per day? And how much does each of them need to spend for you to hit your numbers? See, if your budget calls for a 1,000 customers a week with a $50 average check per person, well, you're not going to get there with a beer and a burger or a taco and a margarita per person. Now, think about this. This is important. McDonald's used to be happy in the early days just selling a burger. And if you got a drink or some fries with that, it was a bonus. That was extra. Then, as time went on and rents got higher and higher and the investors got hungrier and hungrier, they needed you to get a burger, fries, and a Coke. And that's why they always used to say, hey, do you want fries with that? And that's why they do this thing today. They ask, hey, do you want that as a meal? And the implication is that they're going to give you some sort of deal by buying a package. But the truth is, they need you to buy a complete meal. They need the higher check average. That's how their new numbers work. All right, let's look at this again. Let's dig a little deeper. The number of people you expect or need to serve each day must be part of your master plan. How many people do you need to serve per day and how much should each of them spend? If you need a thousand customers a week at $50 a person, then you need to design your story and design your experience and design your system to make that happen over and over again. Your screenplay will be about having a fabulous night out with all the bells and whistles. It will not be about just stop by for a quick drink and drop 20 bucks while you're here. Do you see the difference? It's a big difference. And it starts with your story and it starts with your screenplay. Okay, so let's wrap this thing up with a really nice conclusion. The goal is for you to write the script for your restaurant and then share this vision with your people so they can make it happen over and over again. Who are you? What are you? Are you consistent? Are your people consistent? Or is it just a bunch of willy-nilly? Now, this brings us to today's tip. Today's tip is to turn this screenplay, your screenplay, into your customer promise. The customer promise is what you promise to do for your customer in exchange for their money. The customer promise will help you and your people stay focused and deliver your promise. Your unique customer promise will separate you from all the other restaurants in your market. It will make you stand out in a sea of sameness. Starbucks and McDonald's do this amazingly well with precision accuracy every day and every time we visit. And now it's your turn. It's time to write the script, the screenplay for your restaurant. Okay, here's one other funny thing or one fun thing. 
This week, I got an email from a person who is discouraged by several things. He is the GM of a restaurant. He's not an owner, so we'll refer to him as the GM because I don't like to reveal my people. I like to keep things confidential between me and my clients. The original owner have recently added some new investor partners. Now, these new investor partners are interested in growing the business faster than before. And the biggest thing the new investors see is money. The GM feels that the quality of the product and the people are getting lost in the equation. The GM loves his company dearly and is looking for encouragement. He needs encouragement. Well, here are my thoughts. I don't know everything about this particular situation, but I've been in your shoes many times. So let's take these issues one at a time. Thing number one is your role. You're the GM. Your duty is to manage the company for the owners and investors. And I believe you should set up a meeting with the person who hired you and ask some real questions. Now, if your restaurant investors are an LLC, which is a limited liability company, they have rules to follow, follow, such as there's only one managing partner. And the managing partner is the only partner who should be coming into the restaurant and giving you directions. Now, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not qualified to give you legal advice, but five different investors can turn into an unruly mob real quick. And I know this from experience. I once had a dozen LLCs and many different investor partners. So I want you to make a list of your concerns and lay them down one by one in a professional manner just like you did in your email to me. Just the facts, not the emotion. Then, and this is a big point, listen very careful to the answer with your ears, with your brain, not your heart. Be sure to hear the facts clearly, not the romantic story that you fell in love with when you joined the company. You see, what's happened, the times have changed. This is a new game, and you need to listen and figure out what has really changed and deal with that. You gotta get to the truth, no matter how bad or ugly it might be, or how much it hurts. Then you need to face these new facts, the new reality, and own it, and fix it. Okay, thing number two. A restaurant is first and foremost a business. People invest in business to earn and make money. See, some of us, Love the romantic notion of the restaurant business. Oh my God, we get to do this and this and this. And that's great until we run out of money. So the owner brought in new investors for a reason. And I'm going to guess they needed cash and couldn't get it from a bank. See, these new people have made an investment and they want a return on their money. Now remember, my friend, business is about money. If we can't pay our bills, we're dead in the water. Game over. Now, if you are kicking ass, that's great. And if you're not, you have room for, to improve. Now, I highly recommend that you buy my book and read it. Go to Amazon, Google Peter Harmon, Restauranting 101, buy the book, read it. And then if you like it, buy copies for all the owners to read. That'll help you all get on the same page. Thing number three is you need to face reality. You need to look at this from all sides. How can you make this situation better for all the parties involved? Being a manager is like balancing a three-legged stool. You have to balance three things, the owner, the employee, and the customers all at the same time, and this is not easy. What can you do to improve your understanding of what the owners want? 
How can you do your job better? How can you make money for the owners? How can you be a better coach and leader for your people? And how can you maintain your quality standards for your customers all at the same time? Then you have to ask the tough question. Is this possible? Okay, so now I'm going to give you a real pearl of wisdom that I learned from one of my mentors many years ago. And it's about when it's time to leave. And here it is. When you feel that you're putting more into the situation than you're getting out, it's time to leave. It's time to graduate to the next step of your journey in life. Now, if this isn't or can't be a win-win-win deal for you, the owner, and the customer, and the employee, it's probably time for you to part ways. And if you decide to leave, don't drag your feet on this one. You need to figure it out pronto, right now. Because if you're disgruntled and you stay in your job as a GM, your performance will start to deteriorate. And you can't allow that to happen because then the problem will really be on you. And if the company is struggling and headed for a cliff, now is probably a good time to get out. Unless you can fix it. Now, here's the good news, okay? The good news is, is you don't own the restaurant or the business and you can leave at any time. You are not an indentured servant. You are not shackled to the business financially like the owners are. And here's the best part. You get to keep everything you've learned in the process. See, if you've been the GM of a restaurant and that restaurant is growing and you're a valuable person to the business, that's great. And if they don't see your value, someone else will. See, running a restaurant is a very hard job that demands sacrifice. Future employers will see your dedication as a good thing. Hey, sometimes we just need to vent and get these things off our chests. And sometimes these things are the beginning of the end. As a decent human being, we often think we have the weaker hand in every negotiating situation. But we don't. My final point is, if you're doing your best and you're a valuable manager, I'll bet the owners will flip out if they think there's a chance you're going to leave them. Remember this, my friend. Good, hardworking people are worth their weight in gold, especially in today's market. I hope this helps. Both you, the GM, and the restaurant owners who are listening to this who have a GM that is struggling. If you like this podcast and you have a question for me, please send it to me at foodguru at foodguru.com and I'll answer it in a future podcast. My name is Peter Harmon. I am the food guru. My goal is to start a restaurant revolution where every restaurant owner, manager, and chef who joins us has the information they need to earn a 10% profit, create a financial freedom, and live the life of their dreams. If you really want to get to the next level in the next 90 days, here's my simple plan. Subscribe to this podcast. This weekly pep talk will keep you on your toes and give you inspiration to keep moving forward. Number two, buy my book. It's available on Amazon. Restauranting 101, Peter Harmon. It has the power to change your life. Then, after that, come to foodguru.com and sign up for a one-on-one coaching session. As a restaurant owner, you need someone to talk to. Someone who understands your struggles can help you build a strategic plan. We all need a coach to hold us accountable for our actions and results. This is not a webinar or large group event. I'm not going to pass you off to an assistant. This is you and me working together to solve your problems together. I want to be your coach. When the student is ready, the food guru will appear. 
This week, your homework assignment is to write the screenplay for your restaurant. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.